quote from previous writings I've done, the bulk of this book records my thoughts and feelings in real time. One thing I noticed was that writing honestly about running and writing honestly about myself are nearly the same thing. So I suppose it's all right to read this as a kind of memoir centered on the act of running. Though I wouldn't call any of this philosophy, per se, this book does contain a certain amount of what might be dubbed life lessons. They might not amount to much, but they are personal lessons I've learned through actually putting my own body in motion, and thereby discovering that suffering is optional. They may not be lessons you can generalize, but that's because what's presented here is me, the kind of person I am. August 2007 1. August 5, 2005, Kauai, Hawaii Who's going to laugh at Mick Jagger? I'm on Kauai, in Hawaii, today, Friday, August 5th, 2005. It's unbelievably clear and sunny, not a cloud in the sky, as if the concept clouds doesn't even exist. I came here at the end of July, and as always, we rented a condo. During the mornings when it's cool, I sit at my desk writing all sorts of things. Like now, I'm writing this a piece on running that I can pretty much compose as I wish. It's summer, so naturally it's hot. Hawaii's been called the Island of Eternal Summer, but since it's in the Northern Hemisphere, there are, arguably, four seasons of a sort. Summer is somewhat hotter than winter. I spend a lot of time in Cambridge, Massachusetts, and compared to Cambridge, so muggy and hot with all its bricks and concrete, it's like a form of torture, summer in Hawaii is a veritable paradise. No need for an air conditioner here. Just leave the window open and a refreshing breeze blows in. People in Cambridge are always surprised when they hear I'm spending August in Hawaii. Why would you want to spend summer in a hot place like that? They invariably ask. But they don't know what it's like. How the constant trade winds from the Northeast make summers cool. How happy life is here where we can enjoy lounging around, reading a book in the shade of trees, or, if the notion strikes us, go down just as we are for a dip in the inlet. Since I arrived in Hawaii, I've run about an hour every day, six days a week. It's two and a half months now since I resumed my old lifestyle in which, unless it's totally unavoidable, I run every single day. Today I ran for an hour and ten minutes, listening on my Walkman to two albums by The Lovin' Spoonful, Daydream, and Hums of the Lovin' Spoonful, which I'd recorded on an MD disc. Right now I'm aiming at increasing the distance I run, so speed is less of an issue. As long as I can run a certain distance, that's all I care about. Sometimes I run fast when I feel like it, but if I increase the pace, I shorten the amount of time I run, the point being to let the exhilaration I feel at the end of each run carry over to the next day. This is the same sort of tack I find necessary when writing a novel. I stop every day right at the point where I feel I can write more. Do that, and the next day's work goes surprisingly smoothly. I think Ernest Hemingway did something like that. To keep on going, you have to keep up the rhythm. This is the important thing for long-term projects. Once you set the pace, the rest will follow. The problem is getting the flywheel to spin at a set speed, and to get to that point takes as much concentration and effort as you can manage. 
It rained for a short time while I was running, but it was a cooling rain that felt good. A thick cloud blew in from the ocean right over me, and a gentle rain fell for a while, but then, as if it had remembered, oh, I've got to do some errands, it whisked itself away without so much as a glance back. And then the merciless sun was back, scorching the ground. It's a very easy-to-understand weather pattern. Nothing abstruse or ambivalent about it, not a speck of the metaphoric or the symbolic. On the way I passed a few other joggers, about an equal number of men and women. The energetic ones were zipping down the road, slicing through the air like they had rubbers at their heels. Others, overweight, huffed and puffed, their eyes half-closed, their shoulders slumped like this was the last thing in the world they wanted to be doing. They looked like maybe a week ago their doctors had told them they have diabetes and warned them that they had to start exercising. I'm somewhere in the middle. I love